Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be diving into the Gospel Coalition and how they've announced the Tim Keller Center for Cultural Apologetics. And this is a pretty major development because this will be a nuisance to the church for years to come because Tim Keller is in his final years and it's readily apparent with how Tim Keller and the rest of the Gospel Coalition cast of clowns have really tried to cement his legacy. Uh, Colin Hansen, who's like one of the head honchos over at the Gospel Coalition, has written a book about Tim Keller. Tim Keller is really pushing that biblical critical theory, which we'll talk about a little bit more later in the video. And now they're unveiling the Keller Center, which is a very cringe uh, development because Tim Keller was not good at cultural apologetics. He got platformed by the liberal media, but it's because he was not good on cultural apologetics that he was able to advance his message as far as he did. This is a guy who built a megachurch in New York City uh, through compromising with the world to be like the world. That's what Tim Keller did, and he's exported that missiology all throughout the church. So one of the things that they're now going to do is use a big Eva grooming program called the Keller Center to cement this legacy. But before we dive into this story, uh, don't forget to like the video and also subscribe to the channel if you're new. Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. And uh, the least you can do is like and subscribe to the video if you're new. But, you know, we also have a free newsletter that's available pretty much every day. It gives you, uh, bypasses big tech censorship to get the uh, Christian news in your inbox. Otherwise, you can support us at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join through our Patreon-like system. So, we're first going to watch the Gospel Coalition's video on this subject and then we're going to use my article as the piggyback for the commentary on this because, you know, I did some more research on the people involved as well. So here is their video. Christendom culture. For at least a thousand years, Western culture has been what you might call Christendom culture. Even if most people were not devout Christians, there was a positive understanding of Christianity in the culture. The great majority of the people had a positive understanding of the church, and so it was not that difficult to get people in the door. And many, 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 many people went to church just because they felt they should, even if they didn't have a devout or vital relationship with Jesus Christ. Secondly, the culture instilled in people a certain amount of background beliefs that the Bible assumes. They, they assume there was a moral law. They assume that what, there was some kind of moral absolutes. They also knew they needed forgiven. So they had a sense of being sinners, even if they didn't use the word. They believed in a life after death. They believed in a personal God. The culture instilled dots. And evangelism was just connecting the dots. And so if you came to them and said to almost anybody in the culture, hey, when you die, you certainly want to know that you're gonna to go to a good place, right? and you're trying to live a good life, but you know you don't really live up to it. Nobody lives as well as they should. But in Jesus Christ, you can have your sins forgiven so you can know that when you die, you would go to heaven. Aren't you interested in that? But what if the dots aren't there? What if people don't believe in God, don't believe in moral absolutes, don't believe they're sinners? And what if you can't get them in the door to come to church to hear the gospel preached from the pulpit 
And now you're in, how do you win people to Christ in a post-Christendom era? And the church does not have any idea how to do it. The way the Keller Center is seeking to address this is that we want to raise up a new generation of younger thinkers and ministers and leaders who are able to do evangelism and cultural apologetics in a post-Christendom situation or milieu. I want to put a pin in that because they're talking about raising up young talent. That's basically what they're talking about doing. Uh, Christianity is in a rebuilding year, so we need to raise up young talent in order to uh, be competitive, so to speak, in this post-Christendom environment. That, you know, and then we're going to see who the people he's floating are, and they're not all that young, but I just find that's an interesting way to look at it. If the Keller Center is successful and this new generation of younger thinkers and writers and scholars produce great cultural apologetics in a compelling way to secular people, very secular people, the church itself will start to translate this content. It'll find all sorts of platforms and vehicles for the content that the Keller Center is producing. And if that happens, the reversal of the decline of the evangelical church in this country will take place. The second thing is many, many... So they're talking about articles, videos, podcasts, movies, maybe. They're not exactly uh, bringing forth new ideas, and nothing here is innovative. It's just that the Gospel Coalition is, you know, they're relying on their name ID, they're relying on their Facebook traction, uh, but let's be real, they can't hang with YouTube, and they can't hang with uh, the latest, you know, they can't hang with Twitter, they can't hang with, you know, TikTok, not that, you know, you should really want to get on the Chinese spyware app, but they can't hang in this new stuff because they're not that talented. Many younger people are leaving the evangelical church for a variety of reasons, but one of them is this. Just as we do not know how to effectively evangelize highly secular people, in the same way, we really don't know how to protect our own young people from the narratives and the uh, arguments and the messages of our secular culture. Actually, we do. It's called homeschooling. That's the number one way you can do that, is homeschooling. Well, obviously after discipleship, but assuming that you're doing one, uh, homeschooling's the next step. And even discipleship, you know, we could talk about... Uh, Family-integrated model would be a more successful way to for discipleship, uh, but which a lot of Christians aren't doing as it is. But I don't think it's, you know, we we need the Keller Center to teach us how to do this because the Gospel Coalition certainly doesn't. And the if when we look at the people in the Keller Center, it's going to be really bad. You, you these people are not up for the task. Because when you do cultural apologetics, you may be winning people to Christ who are not believers. But everyone knows that apologetics also serve as a kind of strengthening of the faith and the belief, especially of younger Christians. And therefore the culture... I too felt inspired after watching God's Not Dead, didn't you? Apologetics will not just do evangelism, it'll do formation. And I think it also, 20 years from now, hopefully it'll close that back door so that more young people are coming into the church than are leaving. And that's our hope for what change and difference the Keller Center could make to the church. So a lot of emphasis on youth 
or as they say in New York, Utes. And, you know, the, the, one of the reasons why the church is going to consistently be filled with older people is because people come to Christ, you know, not always in their youth. So those people will be in church. Uh, we also have several instances of prodigal sons. So naturally the church is going to skew older because people who live longer and have more wisdom are going to be going to church more in higher percentages. I don't think this is a uh, an achievable goal for the church to skew younger, but a lot of denominations are in fact dying because they skew so old that you're not sure how they're going to replenish their ranks. So anyway, uh, let's head on over to Evangelical Dark Web because uh, this video was announced yesterday and, you know, the Gospel Coalition has 166,000 subs on YouTube based off name ID. So don't, don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. And uh, this is a pretty major announcement because this will be a nuisance to the church for years to come. Uh, Gospel Coalition remains one of the largest online ministries operating in Christianity, despite the fact that Tim Keller is a false teacher. And yes, I, I have no qualms about saying that Tim Keller is a false teacher. He is absolutely a false teacher. He is theologically liberal. Uh, you can draw a straight line from the Gospel Coalition to Revoice. It's a very straight line. Uh, and... Obviously, he's incredibly woke. He is on the social justice bandwagon, and he always has been. So, Tim Keller, old school theological liberal, like, you know, theistic evolution and all that other stuff, critical race theorist, and weak on the issue of homosexuality, among other things. Uh, and the Keller... The Keller Center is meant to address the front door, back door issues with the church. And front door meaning getting people into the church, back door meaning not hemorrhaging those same people. And this is not exactly a new issue facing the church. A lot of ministries have you know, been started, organizations and consultant groups have been started to find a solution to this issue. In other, uh, and, you know, basically he's trying to w win the lost, and not lose the youth. So what solutions does the Keller Center propose to help the church with this age-old problem? Compelling podcast and articles. And this is straight from the Gospel Coalition's uh, announcement article. The Keller Center uh, resources equip Christians with answers developed in collaboration between leaders in the academy marketplace and church so let's uh, break down that first part academy that means academics that means college professors who are incredibly liberal incredibly secular marketplace you know corporate america which could be the least benign of the three they list because you know that the church experts are going to be going to are going to be incredibly compromised they're going to be your tim keller types who built a mega church in new york city uh, they're going to be the Ed Stetzer Church growth gurus. But not that those people are uh, the names listed, but there's a cohort system and the fellows system. And 
That system, which we'll get to in a second, is pretty bad as it is. We've begun to develop creative and accessible apologetics content on platforms such as TikTok and YouTube, where many young people first encounter arguments against scripture and faith. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's certainly true. And I don't think to, uh, I don't think the Gospel Coalition is going to do a whole lot of uh, good on these platforms because they're not good on these platforms. They're just not. So I'm not sure what level of content that they propose to deliver that's going to be compelling because they don't got it. They got the money, and money has gotten them this far. Tim Keller's name ID has gotten them this far. D.A. Carson's name ID has gotten them this far. But, you know, this young talent are, you know, Trevin Wax, really? Uh, Brett McCracken? It's not going to carry them to where they want to be in the future. So, can't wait for that future. So, in the famous words of Squidward Tentacles, how original. So, but the, in, the reality is that the Keller Center is a big EVA recruiting tool. That's really what's going on here. They can say they have the money to, and the prestige to get a bunch of people interested in joining their ranks, receiving their dogma, and going out into the world and spreading it. And that's really what this is about. It pro It's promised to send out the equipped is a rather promise to send out the indoctrinated to pollute the church with false doctrine, much like the Gospel Coalition itself. But this time, it will include a dose of how do you do, fellow kids? Because the Gospel Coalition is woefully inept to compete on YouTube, even with their behemoth of a platform. The, Ge the Keller Conference announced a list of 26 fellows in their inaugural cohort, and the list is gay. And I mean that both as a derogatory slur and as a reference to the homosexuality on this list. I want to be very clear what I mean when I'm saying that this list is gay. So, uh, this is the first inaugural cohort, 26 names. Let's go in alphabetical order. Sam Albury, founder of Living Out, which is a major red flag. Uh, Sam Albury is a side B apologist. Uh, he worked with Ravi Zacharias back in the day. He has written a lot of crap for the Gospel Coalition. Moving on, we got Joshua Ryan Butler. I did not know who he was before this week, but coincidentally, my research on Jenny Allen, which you should check out, uh, he's an upcoming speaker at the IF conference, or sorry, IF gathering, which is a major red flag on this guy. If you speak at IF gathering, red flag, red flag, major red flag. And he's a Gospel Coalition simp from what social medias uh, can tell us. Sam Chan, Joshua Chatraw, and James Ellington. I'm not sure who these people are. I maybe might be familiar with uh, James Ellington and also Craig Ellis. The uh, next name of interest is Rachel Gilson. Now, Rachel Gilson was very influential in the decline and demise and subversion of Crew. Uh, Crew being the famous uh, college campus ministry 
And she's been a detriment to that. She was importing her social justice warriorisms. Another fun fact about Rachel Gilson is, is that she thinks the transgender pronoun issue is a difficult subject. Uh, uh, she, she thinks this is a difficult issue. And the fact that someone that thinks that the, you know, pronouns, preferred pronouns is a difficult issue is one of the fellows at a center for cultural apologetics. This is ridiculous. She's woefully inept and unqualified for this. And certainly she's to me, not a non-believer. She is a false teacher. Uh, Vanessa Hawkins, I don't know who that is. Michael Keller, I wonder if there's a relationship to Tim Keller, because I don't know. Michael Kruger, I know the name, but I can't uh, think of anything significant about this. Uh, Rebecca McLaughlin, uh, definitely more your woker on the homosexuality issue and other issues at the Gospel Coalition. So she's just another uh, talking head at Gospel Coalition. Alan Noble, I believe, is a more frequent writer at Gospel Coalition and maybe was involved with their Bible commentary. They had a lot of authors involved with the Bible commentary. Gavin Ortland, uh, Vermin Pierre, Keith Plummer, Corey Porter, uh, Autumn Ridenor, uh, Derek Rishmawi, Glenn Shrivener, Daniel Strange, who's not to be confused with Dr. Strange. Gray Sutano, Sutanto, sorry. Bob Thune, Jeremy Treat. And the next major name is Christopher Watkin. Now, Christopher Watkin, I think, is a pretty significant development because this is the guy that wants to, that is, has published the critical theory book or Bible biblical critical theory book that J Tim Keller has been pushing very hard. He's been working very hard with Tim Keller on this project and it's basically third wayism and biblical compromise in a nutshell. That's basically what the book is. It's hundreds of pages, but we, you know, we, there's enough material out there through interviews and synopsis that we know that this book is just third wayism repackaged, uh, uh, with a, cool name or by cool I mean extremely woke name in biblical critical theory and no surprise that the circle jerk of Big Eva continues that Tim Keller you know shows some love to Christopher Watkin and puts him on this after writing the forward to his book and heavily promoting his book as well uh Trevin Wax is the effeminate Nam staffer and one of the biggest stars of the Gospel Coalition. This guy is a complete pansy, uh, does not uh, have balls or testicular fortitude, and is one of the biggest stars at the Gospel Coalition. So that's the list of... Oh, and Andrew Wilson. That concludes our list of 26 names. This list already appears to be more liberal on cultural issues than the average church attendee and perhaps the average American as well. It consists of names of infiltrators and effeminate men. If you, if we want to win the culture, we need to be salt and lot and light. We need to be salt and light. Not how do you do fellow kids with the same ideology that built Tim Keller's mega church in New York City and proliferated his false teaching everywhere.
So that's our rundown on the Keller Center of Cultural Apologetics or for Cultural Apologetics. And this is going to be a crapshoot. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of content about this in the future because they're going to publish some crap that we're going to have to deal with. So anyway, I have a blessed day. Let me know what you think about what I think in the comment section below, and I will catch you on the next one.